Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Ani. Ani has a very extensive educational background, and most fascinating to me is her work in genetics, and specifically how it impacts our pain, our performance, our recovery, and our overall well-being. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Ani, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me here. You're welcome. I'm excited to have this discussion because when we talked on a call not too long ago, you talked about how some of the things you dive into, which is really fascinating to me when it comes to injuries, it was an area I hadn't really explored yet. So I'm excited to really dive into that today. But before we dive into that, let's get to the most important part. Who are you? Well, um, you know, when I got introduced to you, I was so excited because as a former athlete and used to be a runner and used to do obstacle course races and had several injuries, I was like, oh my gosh, she is freaking awesome. You know, I totally want to like get to know her and see how she approaches the athletes and injuries. So a little bit about me, I'm born and raised in Armenia, former Soviet Union. That's where I finished my college. I got my bachelor's in kinesiology there. And in college, I also studied medical massage, which in former Soviet Union, it was very um, medical base. It wasn't like a relaxing, you know, it just kind of rubbed me down. It's a lot of doctors would study massage and pretty much every doctor's office had a massage therapist. So it was part of their mainstream medicine. And that's what I studied. That's what massage was to me. I didn't know anything about that. People use it as a relaxing, just kind of having fun or whatever. And then um, I, in Armenia, I played volleyball for Armenian national team. And then, so after college with my family, we moved to United States and I reinstated my diploma in United States. And I decided to continue with my massage therapy. And since I was an athlete, former athlete, and loved working with people that had injuries and pain relief. So I was fortunate enough to come across some amazing out of the box thinking doctors and practitioners who just kind of make their lives work to create advanced unique pain relief techniques. And so I studied with them. Then years went by and I realized that, you know, sometimes when you see people that have injuries or have muscle pain, joint pain, it's not always like structural or muscular. It could actually be due to digestive issues, internal organ dysfunctions, thyroid issues, which we know in the United States is a lot of people have thyroid issues. And so I'm like, you know, I think I should study nutrition. So I got my nutritionist certification and I dove into functional nutrition, analyzing blood chemistry and saliva testing. And then a few years went by and, you know, medicine is mostly going towards personalized medicine. So I figured, you know what, I think I should study genetics, nutrigenomics. And at that point, I came across an amazing company, 3X4 Genetics, and I got my translational nutrigenomics certification. And I think specializing in pain relief, combining manual advanced pain relief techniques with nutrition and genetics, finding out what's, you know, foundationally what you're working with, it's a great combination to help someone to 
live pain-free and to live healthy lifestyle as long as possible and do all the activities. That's awesome. And what's really fascinating to me is the genetic side of things. Um, it's, it's a side that is definitely not explored enough when it comes to people being injured. Um, you know, we often between the different practitioners, it's like we're addressing the movement or the nutrition or the mindset, but very rarely do we talk about the genetic side of things, um, which I find fascinating. Yes. Um, you know, learning about, first of all, when you approach genetics is people have to know that it's not a diagnostic tool. It's just information. It's what genes you got passed down from your parents and foundationally what is possible, what you should be paying attention to. Just because you have a gene that's not equal that it's going to happen, like that gene is gonna turn on or turn off. It's your lifestyle, how you handle stress, how your outlook to life, your activity level, your diet, you know, there's like, it's a multifaceted approach. But once you know the genetics, your foundation, then you can create, you know, for you, what you do, if you're working with an athlete that constantly twists their ankle or has an Achilles tendon issue or constantly, I'm sure you came across two athletes that there's just their ACL that ruptures easily or they injure themselves easily. Well, guess what? That could be due to genetic variants that they carry. Let's say the collagen gene, specific variant of collagen gene they can carry that makes them more prone to having ACL injuries or ACL ruptures or TMJ injuries because it degrades faster because their body doesn't absorb, let's say calcium or phosphate because their vitamin G receptors, they have the specific variant that is just not working the way it should be. But knowing that you can put together a personalized plan you know, with the lifestyle, with dietary changes, maybe even with some supplemental suggestions that that athlete, the person can do whatever they need to do to achieve their athletic, you know, either they want to be a professional athlete or amateur athlete, but they can do all these fun sports and activities without taking the time off due to injury. Are there specific, well, I guess, are there certain types of injuries that are more likely to, I won't say be detected with, with genetic testing, but say like, can you pick up more likelihood of soft tissue versus bone injury type things? So there's certain types of injuries that we can detect and certain things that we can't, or do they all kind of show up? Well, um, when we're doing genetic testing, you know, they test different like pathways. So there is a bone and joint, there's a cartilage pathway and a bone pathway and depending on the genes. So let's say in a bone pathway, there is a several vitamin D receptor genes. So if let's say you have a, a specific vitamin D receptor gene, genetic variant that makes it so the calcium and phosphate doesn't absorb from your gut or doesn't convert vitamin D4 to an active form of vitamin D3, that can increase your risk of osteoporosis, osteopenia, or makes you more prone to, one of the reasons I mentioned, let's say ACL injuries or TMJ issues or Achilles tendon, just because they've done a lot of research on those. So I can say, 
like if, if I'm mentioning, okay, ACL, you know, you're more prone to ACL injury or Achilles tendon, that doesn't mean the shoulder tendon or a hip may not get injured also. But the studies have done on those like Achilles tendon, ACL, and that's why I can mention it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. What you said something that I find fascinating just because knowing my history and um, going to my naturopath and kind of what things I'm normally deficient in and what I have to keep on top of. Um, and it's like, I have to take vitamin D and iodine on an almost daily basis in order to keep my levels up. So it's just kind of makes like what you've said is kind of fascinating to me now to just wonder like how those receptors are in my body or, you know, what's, what other things are happening that's causing that to happen. Well, that's what I love, you know, um, in a report, when I look at, it's a beautiful 31 page report. And as a, you know, non-practitioner, you look at the report and you can see like what genes you have, you can see, let's say as an athlete, you're genetically, you're gifted. Like you have a better like VO2 max because that's one of like the training response. So your base is really good. You know, as an athlete, I know when I used to um, do trail races, like 15K, 25K trail races, when we train, some of the athletes used to wear, you know, those mouth breathing things mm -hmm. that makes you like higher altitude just to increase their VO2 max. Yeah. But as a person genetically, you could be gifted with those genes that you already baseline is already like my genetically, my VO2 max is great. It's the highest level. So knowing that, and I've played pretty much every sport because the college I went to, it was some of my classes were all sports. So I've been good at every sport just because genetically I'm gifted that I can do long distance running, which mine is actually my endurance is really high. The genes I have makes it so I can go run a marathon or I've never tried like a 50K or a 100 ultra marathoner. But if I, with the proper training, I know I have the genes that I can do it. So knowing that, you know, or how you recover, like you work with athletes that injure themselves. Well, knowing your genetic variants, your baseline, if your recovery is slow, that means if today you do, let's say, um, you do CrossFit, which is a high intensity exercise. So if you do CrossFit today and your recovery is slow, that means tomorrow you should not be doing another CrossFit. You should probably do more of an active exercise like swimming or like going gentle walk or yoga or Pilates, something like that. Because as we know, exercise, it's a stress on the body. So if you're doing hardcore high intensity exercise and your recovery is not your body does not genetically does not recover properly, then you're increasing your risk of injury, like three, four, fourfold, depending. Because, you know, as we get genes from our parents, sometimes let's say if you have a high injury risk gene for both parents, that increases your risk of injury much more than if you get that gene from only one parent. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, super fascinating. 
what comes to mind too with that is um because you can tell the vo2 is how like some people are more of the like fast twitch power people and some people are more of these slow twitch muscle fibers endurance type things mm -hmm. does this detect like pick up that variance too yes so when you look at and um once we're done i will send you the sample report oh that'd be awesome yeah so you can see they actually check the endurance pathways and the power pathways like for personally me my endurance is very high and power is medium so with the proper training i can become really good at power but long distance endurance trainings are fantastic for me and as a volleyball player we could go on two three hours you know games like five sets of games three four hours and we were fine. But sprinters, maybe I'm not so good at because it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it's what you call, I think it's fast twitch. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, muscles. So yeah, you can see genetically where you are completely. It's really cool. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah. I, I see like, I see a good and bad, like as an adult, it could be really cool. Just kind of see like, oh, maybe I like, let's try the sport just to see how I do in it. I could see it going very poorly for like the five-year-old child who's like, the parents are like, all right, this is where they're going to excel. Let's do it. Well, they can. And that also comes with the, you know, um, if you're working with professional athletes and knowing their genetic makeup, imagine how personalized you can put their training together. Like with the three X for companies, sometimes we get on a zoom call with, um, with trainers that work with professional athletes and yet they use this genetic testing to create their very, the most personalized training for their athletes to achieve the best results they can. For a five-year-old, I wouldn't do it. Like my niece and nephew, you know, they're going to be, there's the, my nephew's teenagers. My niece will be teenagers soon. I would love to run their tests just to see what's available. But when I did mine, you know, I've been an athlete all my life, but I've always had weight issues. I can gain weight so easy and losing weight, forget it. But when I did my report, I was like, ha, ah, that makes so much sense. I have so many genes that makes me gain weight so fast and lose weight so slow. Like you know, I have genes that um, leptin receptors, mm -hmm. you know, the leptin, how satisfied you can get. I'm a fast eater, but knowing that I have the leptin gene, then I have to eat so much slower. So the message from your gut to my brain, like, okay, I'm satisfied. Stop eating. It can get there, which takes time or not to eat in front of the TV you know, or you have a ghrelin gene in your gut that, again, that's a satiety hormones. Or, you know, just knowing, like, if someone, you're working with someone, they're like, I'm exercising really hard, I'm eating really healthy, and I'm still not losing weight. Well, sometimes if you have genes that with the report, we can see that, I'm sorry, but exercise, if you're exercising to lose weight, that ain't going to happen. 
because genetically exercise is not releasing fat from your cells, the energy from your cells. Yes, you should exercise because it's beneficial for your brain function. You know, it's just healthy for your cardiovascularly, anything. But if you're doing specifically to lose weight and you have genes that genetically it's not releasing fat from your cells, you got to do something else. Yeah. Yeah. You got to more look into, okay, is it mostly diet? Is it my inflammation I have to pay attention to? Is it my thyroid function? Is it the detoxification? Like my body, I say it's a lazy detoxer because genetically I have so many genes that makes my detoxification process really slow. So knowing that it's like, okay, I cannot be size two or four ever. So you have to, you know, put realistic goals. That's why it's like, I love this so much because it gives you so much information. Not only that, you can see, okay, if you have specific gene genetic variants, then what type of blood test we should be doing to find out what's going on? Because blood test is just a snapshot of what's going on now, mm -hmm. right? So when I get the client's report and says genetically, there's, let's say cholesterol is, uh, we should be really paying attention to. But if I'm looking at your blood work and your cholesterol is fantastic because you eat healthy, you exercise, so your lifestyle is makes your cholesterol numbers normal. I'm not going to be paying attention. Like, I'm not going to have you like, oh, you need to pay attention to your cholesterol. It's like, no, genetically, we know you're more prone to having higher cholesterol, but the lifestyle you're living, there's nothing to worry about. Let's look at what we need to really look into. That's the whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Do you find any trends as far as different ethnic groups have like exercise, you know, the exercise or the weight gain or whatever? Do you find certain trends in certain ethnicities? Depending on a genetic variance, yes. You know, as we know, if we're looking at African-Americans, like I just recently did a whole family, mother, father, and daughter, there's genetic report. And it was so interesting to see the differences between them. And actually, at one point, I had to go back and look at the, the daughter because I was communicating with her through email and I had to look after I got their report, I had to look if it was mother, father and daughter, or it was like her father's and um, his sibling, like it was his sister and a daughter because mother and father genes were so similar. And it was so funny, he made fun because they're in Midwest. He goes, who knows, maybe my ancestors, they're like cousins married each other. You know, it's <laughs> not that far-fetched. But for them, it was very high risk of um, blood pressure. Like they had several genes that made them more prone to being salt sensitive and having more predisposed to blood pressure issues. Okay. Yeah. So that can definitely be. And when I'm running a report, sometimes we can, I can't remember, I can't think of any like specifics. But yes, if there is like an Asian culture, we can see that culturally, like their studies more done, that it's more prevalent, these genes and genetic variants in that culture. Yes. 
Okay, that's what I was just wondering. Yeah. Especially when you see, like, talking about sports, how, like, you see certain countries just dominate certain sports. And there's, you know, there's other sports that they, like, never have anyone <laughs> as far as, like, the Olympics or the World Cup or whatever. Um, so I was just wondering if there's, if you saw those trends on the tests as well. Yeah, some definitely, definitely. But as you know, like, I'm from Armenia. In Armenia, weightlifting, wrestling, those were like, and um, chess, those were like the main, you know, you know, when you look at the, you know, world stage, a lot of Armenians dominate in wrestling and weightlifting because it's just a common sport, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's with everything, with the Winter Olympics just finished, which I'm like, I would wake up four o'clock in the morning to look, to watch them. <laughs> but you see, you know, like Finland, Netherlands, like ice skating, skiing, all those like very specific sports or Switzerland, I think, I know like a cross country skiing, like dominated. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just uh, with the countries, uh, it's just what they're more used to or it's common. Like yeah. when you think of Canada, you think of, I think of ice skating. I mean, uh, ice hockey. I get hockey, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is, ice hockey. Right. You know? So, <laughs> absolutely. Let's take a quick break now to talk about Naboso technology. I absolutely love training barefoot for the power it gives me. But when I use Naboso, it really ups my game even more. Whether I am using the Naboso mat or using the Naboso insoles inside my shoes, that feedback it provides me onto my feet really enhance my performance. I would love for you to test out Naboso for yourself. Head over to naboso-technology.com to check out all of their amazing products. And if you use code GETYOURFIX at checkout, you can also save 10%. You can also head over to getyourfixpt.com partners and check out Naboso and all my other great partners. Now let's get back to the conversation. Now you mentioned earlier with these genes that like we can do certain things to either turn them on or turn them off. What's, I guess let's start diving into that conversation. I know it can be a very in-depth conversation side of things, but what sort of things turn these genes on or keep them turned off? So um, one of the, at the cellular level, you know that everything we do, we have to look at, we call it at the upstream, at the cellular level. You know, when I'm working with someone um, to get rid of their pain, first I want to find out what's the root cause. So when you were looking at the genetic testing, it's a cellular level, there's four pathways, your methylation, inflammation, detoxification, and oxidative stress. Methylation is the one that, you know, there's a chemical reactions that how your body, the cell membrane integrity, how it creates energy, how your body responds to stress, how, um, you know, this mostly methylation is turning on the gene and turning them off. So if your methylation is in a high, meaning you have genes 
that makes your methylation, let's say you're missing enzyme, like I personally am missing genetically missing an enzyme. That means to keep your methylation high, you need to make sure that your inflammation is proper. So you got to eat anti-inflammatory diet. I regularly have to take uh, B-complex methylated B-complex vitamins every day. And then how I handle stress. I can do really high intensity exercise because it creates more stress on my body. And then I need to make sure that I'm eating a lot of, let's say, cruciferous vegetables and increasing my, we call it NRF2, which cruciferous vegetables have the sulforaphane in them. That makes your NRF2, which is the enzymes that increases your immune system. So I need to make sure that I'm doing all these things. So those genes that I have do not turn on. Okay. So it's different factors that can create, you know, um, let's say if you have systemic inflammation because of your blood sugar or isn't imbalanced, it's imbalanced, or you have visceral fat, you know, a lot of like abdominal fat, which becomes a whole, like a, releasing its own hormones with the glucose and insulin. If you're keeping that, you're not keeping them under control, then that all that com combination makes you more prone to these genes being turned on. Okay. That's why it's so important to, you know, have your lifestyle, your diet, your exercise, your stress management, everything handle it. It's not just one thing, you know, it's a, it's all together. You have to look at from every angle. Yeah, definitely. Is there like, just kind of as a general, um, like say no one's done the genetic testing, but just want to decrease the chance of some of those things turning on that are negative, um, is just like living that healthy lifestyle, good enough as far as like eating healthy to keeping your inflammation down, getting sleep, um, like doing those healthy lifestyle things. Will that keep those genes turned off that we want to keep off or is that not, not enough? No, it does. So I just want to clarify with the three X for genetics, they only test genes that have, like I said, it's not a diagnostic tool. So they test genes that have been a lot studied in labs but it also has clinical utility. Meaning if you have the gene with dietary and lifestyle changes, we can make sure those genes don't turn on. There are companies out there that will do genetic testing for specific diagnostic tool, as a diagnostic tool. You know, it's like testing for like a BRCA gene. Like if someone has genetically, let's say their grand grandmother had a breast cancer, mother had a breast cancer, aunt had a breast cancer, you know, then you want to do a genetic testing to see if you do carry those genes, because there's a higher probability for you of getting breast cancer. But those are very specific companies. I don't work with that. I'm not qualified to do any of that. Those are specific companies that they have to go and do those testing. But the 3X4 genetics that I work with, their report, it's if you have certain genes and we're not looking individual genes, 
because they don't test genes that have a very high impact. Meaning if you have that gene that doesn't equal that you're gonna get that disease or that condition or that, you know, it's a combination of genes. And if you have several genes together, that may make you more prone to, you know, having those genes turned down. But seeing that as a practitioner, then I look at, let's say if you have this gene, then I'm like, okay, let's look at your other genes, other pathways, if you have them also, then we can put together a program for you to make sure those genes would never turn on. Okay. Yeah, that's why when I do the report, clients report, it takes me forever to go because I go back and forth so many times to make sure that I got everything to, you know, I'm not looking just one side, I'm looking from every side and then put together, simplify it for them because it's 31 page report, it's so much information. So I can simplify it for you, talk to you with the layman terms. And so you don't get like, oh my God, what the heck is this? You know, there's like so much information. <laughs> Why did she just send me a book? <laughs> Yeah, it is a book, but we can get, you know, that's why when I uh, put together a Zoom session with the client, do analysis afterwards at the end, I do the summary, then we'll pick top three things that we should be working on, top three lifestyle changes you should be doing now, and then dietary suggestions. And then, like I said, maybe some supplement suggestions, just three. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then- Maybe later we can revisit some other stuff because a lot of times my clients come to me, they just because they want to know. It's not like they have a specific issues. They just want to know. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. Like, I think it's fun to learn that stuff about and just kind of learn the body more and learn what's going on with how you can be a healthier human. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine the clients you're working with, especially, you know, with your specialty, with the athletes and runners and uh, obstacle course races, and you get the report that they're more prone to specific injuries and they do keep keep getting injured, then you can suggest them uh, very specific exercises or how to strengthen you know, all the muscles, like the thigh muscle and the calves and make sure they stretch it, make sure they don't overload those, those ligaments and muscles. So they don't keep injuring themselves. It's just, it will, as a practitioner, physical therapist, it will give you all that information. Yeah. And that's, um, I'm glad you kind of went that direction. That was the direction I kind of was curious on for say someone, it shows that like they have more collagen breakdown or just something, you know, they're more prone to issues there. Um, is it just a matter of making sure they have appropriate exercises to counterbalance that? Or are there other things that we can do? Well, it's definitely the dietary changes. So if you have someone that, you know, there's a mineral balance, they break down faster than it build up, then yes, you're going to suggest them with the dietary changes to change it how they do. But also with the exercise, then you're going to strengthen all the supporting like joints and muscles to make sure that, and also the exercise load, Mm. you know, it's really, are they doing like, are they a weekend athletes and they go out and just, you know, 
play three, four hours to 10, 15 miles once a week, or they're regularly building themselves up, you know, doing the stretches, proper warm up, proper cool down. You know, all that plays will play a role in if they're going to injure themselves or how often are they going to injure themselves or the longevity of their exercise or, you know, how many races they can do. Okay. Definitely makes sense. Knowing what you know about genetics, you know this much more than I do. Um, we've talked about a lot um, already. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel when it comes to performance, healing, recovery, things like that, that would be important to discuss? One of the things I want people to pay attention to, because with the genetic report, sometimes we get the superstar genes and superstar genes have a little bit more weight to them than the other genes in your report. And then a client will go and read about it and says, oh my God, it causes cancer. And it's thing, am I going to get cancer? So, so one of the things is I always want to kind of the importance of this is not a diagnostic tool. This is just information for us to gather foundationally where you are, what are the possibilities and what we can do to make it the, you, the healthiest, the most you know, optimal health. And so you can do whatever activities you love to do if you choose to and be the healthiest person. So don't go Google those one gene because the, the genes we test, one gene is not going to make you cause cancer. That's the whole thing. It's like, this is just an information. That's it. It's not a diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Google can take you down a huge rabbit hole. That you oh my God. You be, and the, you know, I, sometimes I don't blame them because there are some companies that will do, let's say MTHFR that one gene, but, and then they would build, like they will have you take shit a lot of, sorry, tons of supplements, <laughs> tons of supplements and stuff because you have that one gene. It's like, okay, that one gene is not gonna make a major difference. Depending, you know, we have to look at where is that gene, which pathway that shows up, what's the specific variant you have, and then, do you have other genes that may increase that gene's activity or no? Mm, so that's, okay. yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, no, this is not a diagnostic tool. And there are some companies out there that do genetic testing just so they can sell you tons of supplements, you know? That's and that's, that's the whole thing. It's like, no, I love 3 for genetics. Because first of all, they're top of the line in that industry and everything they do, their whole science team is all about educating, education, educating practitioners like me. So we can transfer the proper, the right information to our clients and educating the people that going to do get their testing done. Uh, this is just information and more information, you know, it's better, you know, for you to create your lifestyle plan and the more personalized, what's the word? Um, I don't want to say just the information because I think I use that word so many times, just a more personalized plan based on your genetic makeup. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and just so to make sure I'm, 
understanding this properly. Um, so like, say we have the gene for whether it's Alzheimer's or a certain type of cancer that's, or, you know, whatever, we still have to have like these other two, three, four things all in place as well to actually activate that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I'm looking at the genetic report, like um, not long ago, I did a client and I asked him, I'm like, do you have any um, like depression in your family and obesity? He goes, oh my God, let me tell you, my uncle, or my aunts, my uncles, like it's, you know, major depression and they're like overly like um, obese people. But he was for years, he's been my client, but he's been my client for pain relief. So I don't know that side of his history, but genetically it showed up that he's more prone to having depression, but knowing that, okay, then, and the funny thing is, he's a therapist, you know, then knowing that it's like, okay, you may have to do some um, video games to stimulate the brain, learn new things, or, you know, dietary, like exercise, exercise, when you're working with like brain health, exercise is 50% of your brain health mm-hmm. and other 50% is everything else, your diet, your you know, stress relief, like yoga, meditation, whatever is stress relief for you, walking outside. But exercise has a, such a huge component of your brain health. So yeah, but you're right. It's, it's not just one thing. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, Ani, this was a fabulous conversation. Um, if someone wants to find out more information, wants to get genetic testing on of their own, just wants to follow you, where can people find you? So my company name is Last Stop for Pain and for is numeric for. If they go on my website, laststopforpain.com, they can see under nutrition, they can find out lots of information. There is a specific page for genetic test and analysis. They can actually download a sample report. And also if any of the listeners are interested to do the testing and analysis, I created a special coupon. So if they want to order it, when they go to pay for it, they can put, it's, it's all capital safe, Five zero fifty, so they can save fifty dollars on the report. Awesome, and analysis. So it's it's together. When you pay for it, you're paying for the test kit and analysis. Which the test kit, as soon as you pay for it, um, it gets shipped to your house. It's a cheek swab. Okay. It comes with the package with the instructions exactly how to do it, and then with the return FedEx bag comes enclosed. So you just drop it off. And then within three to five weeks, I will get the report. Then we'll set up a Zoom session, which usually takes about an hour, hour, 15 minutes. And I record it. So, you know, at one point you can go back and listen because every time you will hear something new. And then I'll give also the summary of it at the end. Awesome. Yes. Very cool. Well, hopefully people take you up on that offer because that would be awesome. Oh yeah. And if anyone has any questions, they can usually on my website, you can, uh, they can reach out to me or ask questions and um, I'll be happy to um, answer. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time. This is a great conversation today. I think a lot of people get 
a lot of benefit from it. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Highly Functional and had some great takeaways from it. If you'd like to discover more about the foot and ankle, you can check out runwithhappyfeet.com or check out my full website at getyourfixpt.com. And until next time, go out and be highly functional.